Hello, welcome to La Liga March Day 12. We are back after March Day 11, which was so exciting. And we saw Barcelona losing to Rival Vallecano, which cost Kuman's head. Also, Real Madrid are, uh, and Atletico drop important points, while Real Serrat continue their victorious way for the title. Now we focus on the upcoming round 12, where together with the Spanish and football betting expert Alvaro Romeo, we'll analyze and predict every single game of La Liga match day 12. Please like the video, hit the notification bell, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to help us grow so we can keep delivering great content. Leave your comments in the live chat and we will try to get back to you. So now, let's get on with the show. Hello, Alvaro. What do you think about our new intro? <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. It looks shiny, right? Yeah, it looks shiny. And uh, I think that it also puts you in the right mood to, to face, you know, uh, what well, is going to be a very challenging weekend for uh, all La Liga sides. I think that uh, there are going to be some very good goals coming up as well because the good strikers are, start, are starting to show their real quality. And I love it, man. I think that it's very appropriate. Uh, it turns me on in a way. And don't get me wrong Ooh. about that. <laughs> it gets you in the mood to predict some hot games. Uh, after, uh, you know, what's going on in Barcelona, everyone expecting Xavi to get the, um, the lead as a new manager. We shall see in the upcoming days. For now, they have a temporary coach. I think yeah. they announced uh, him yesterday, officially. Yeah, it's going to be Sergi Barjuan, a former Barcelona left-back. He finished his career at Atletico de Madrid. He's coaching, um, let's say, CV is a little bit underwhelming. Uh, Barcelona had a great manager in the past in the second team, uh, García Pimienta. He was sacked as soon as this president took over. And Sergi, you know, he hasn't been at Barcelona for a long time, maybe six, seven months. But he will steer the ship for a couple of weeks, maximum, maximum. Maybe yeah. only for three, four days until Xavi Hernández signs as Barcelona manager. Mm, it's going to be very interesting to see what's happening. But let's uh, keep the fixtures uh, as they are. First, we have uh, Elche and Real Madrid. On Saturday, Elche slipping dangerously towards the relegation zone, despite enjoying a good start of the season. Um, they suffered a defeat with 1-0 to Alaves and have not tasted a win in three in a row. Real Madrid, meanwhile, also suffered a setback of their own uh, when they couldn't score a goal against Osasuna and couldn't build up uh, on their classical performance. So Los Blancos have now won just one of their last three league games. And Carlo Ancelotti must find an answer to this form. Yes, uh, he has to. Well, let's begin with Real Madrid, of course, because I wasn't surprised about them dropping points against Osasuna. Not necessarily. I was surprised about them not scoring goals, uh, despite having Benzema on the pitch for mm. 90 minutes. Uh, that was the thing that I didn't particularly get uh, from Real Madrid. It's true that Osasuna uh, was good defensively and all that, but they are not the best defense in the league. I was expecting goals in those games, yeah, in that yeah, game, yeah. and I was a little bit... Um, I was a little bit surprised about that. Uh, Karim Benzema is not having a good run now, but this, this is just temporary, I think. He hasn't scored in 180 minutes of football. A bit of a bad run there. Uh, but the good thing about Real Madrid is that as soon as Mendy came back, Real Madrid is fielding their best possible lineup uh, at the back with Carvajal, Mendy as fullbacks, and then Militao and Alaba 
as centre-backs. And I think that that defence is very competitive, very good, and probably one of the good defences in Europe. I am mm -hmm. pretty sure about that, and I think that Real Madrid, as long as they feel these players as much as they can, they are not going to concede many goals. Of course, they will need the help of Casemiro, but Casemiro <laughs> looks very tired, as we saw against Osasuna. When it comes to Elche, well, they are in a bad run, They got only one point, one point in the last three fixtures, but there is something that worries me about Elche. They got one point against Rayo, Espanyol and Alaves. One point out of nine. Those are direct rivals to go to the second division. So they have yeah. to step up. They have to improve their game. And, you know, in the head-to-head, -head, uh, I think that you cannot find promising omens for Elche. In the last decade, they didn't beat Real Madrid. This decade, they haven't beat them either. So I think that as much as Real Madrid is the favorite here, I can be slightly speculative for this game because maybe Real Madrid winning is not what appeals me the most here. So, for example, the Asian handicap plus one for Elche, you know, Real Madrid winning but not winning too comfortably, that is something I do like here, that pays 2.18. If you want, the double chance for Elche is 2.62. Let's don't forget that Real Madrid drew with Osasuna yeah. or with Levante, for example. This league, uh, but maybe if you want to go for something more speculative, I don't particularly back it, but it's true that it may happen. Imagine that Real Madrid has a very slow start, Elche scores, and then they come back. Well, Real Madrid winning from behind, that gives you seven for your bet. I mean, those are the values that I'm highlighting here, but my yeah. favorite is the Asian handicap plus one for Elche. Yep, definitely. Um, also, I think Elche haven't kept a clean sheet in three consecutive games. And uh, I think after the goalless draw, Real Madrid will definitely score. So maybe the both teams to score market is kind of a you know safe bet here to reach out for the ACA. I like um, their defense, though. Uh, as I said before, I think Real Madrid defense is getting better. Uh, against Barcelona, they conceded one goal in the aggregate time. And against Osasuna, they didn't concede either. I see your point, but mm -hmm. I do believe that Ancelotti is uh, creating a good defensive structure. That's my, my whole analysis here. Okay, we have uh, Anker saying Madrid to win to new, and Joe saying uh, don't overcomplicate Madrid. Um, I'm not sure what he means by that. <laughs> well, we have to overcomplicate Real Madrid, uh, and let me tell you why. Because Real Madrid, right now, they are exactly second in the table. Uh, they've got 21 points out of 30. They have dropped nine points already. In the Champions League, they lost mm. with Sheriff. So I think that it's totally legitimate to overcomplicate Real Madrid in this case. Away from home, they haven't been too impressive. At home, neither. So I think that this is a team that at the minute doesn't give many guarantees. But my only guarantee with Real Madrid is that their defense, if these four players are going to keep on playing, is going to be at least solid. Yeah, okay. Um, let's move on to Sevilla and Osasuna. Sevilla slipped up last time out, forced to settle for a draw against Mallorca. But they did come be uh, come behind thanks to a stunner from Eric Camela. What a goal he scored. Then Sevilla had a stoppage time goal disallowed. So um, maybe they're, they're a little bit um, angry from not being able to get the full win. Osasuna, meanwhile, are in excellent form and continued last time out when they took a point from Real Madrid, as we just mentioned. Mm, that followed a draw with Granada and a win over Villarreal in the uh, Pamplua and the Pamplona side are now unbeaten in five heading five heading into this one. What is your yes. comment on the game? Well, I think that Sevilla should be a slightly favorite for this game. 
I'm not saying no to that. Uh, look, there are two different Sevillas, one at home and one away from home. Sevilla at home has scored 13 games, 1-3. Sevilla away has scored only four. This is a team that at home they are entertaining, away from home they are definitely defensive and they are thinking just about the clean sheet and snatching a point. Okay, This is the style of Sevilla at this stage of the season. They will have to change that approach anyway. They want to qualify for the next stage in the Champions League. Both teams drew in the previous round of La Liga. Mm -hmm. Sevilla with Mallorca. I think Sevilla deserves a bit better. And Osasuna with Real Madrid. That was very impressive. And uh, when it comes to Osasuna, the run of results in the last five games is identical to Real Sociedad's one. And Real Sociedad is the leader of La Liga. They got 11 points out of 15. But there is something about Osasuna that makes me think that uh, in this game there will be goals. Number one, Sevilla at home is scoring many, as I said before, 13 goals at home this season. And second thing, Osasuna is the team that concedes more goals from the top half of the table. So that tells me that goals are going to happen here. So the mm. over 2.5 goals is something that I would back personally, that pays 2.15. And if you believe a little bit on Osasuna, Go for the Asian Handicap Zero for Osasuna. They just have to repeat what they did against Real Madrid. Asian Handicap yeah. Zero for Osasuna. That pays 520. Hmm. Very interesting. I like uh, how you're going with the really, really high odds here. So a little bit of uh, two, three euros on the side bet could be very interesting for a great win. <laughs> Then we move on to Valencia and Villarreal. The derby of De La Comunitat. <laughs> I'm not sure if I pronounce it. Yes. Uh, sees yeah, you know that you're, you're not even speaking Spanish. You're speaking Valencian when you say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was a lucky shot. Uh, <laughs> we now see Valencia welcoming local rivals, Villarreal, to La Mestalla. And uh, although Valencia have struggled for form of late, they continue the trend with lifeless performance against Real Betis when they lost four away, uh, four one away from home. Los Che are now without a win in seven games, and that has seen them slip down to 11th place in the table, just one point ahead of current rivals uh, Villarreal. Uh, meanwhile, the visitors are also in poor form and have won just two of their 11 games, despite having a very strong squad. Last time out, they had a 3-3 uh, draw with Cadiz, thanks to a late comeback, and Unai Emery needs to avoid a defeat to Valencia here at all costs. Absolutely. I think that, look, Villarreal, they have started slowly. It's not a terrible team because they are not losing many games. I mean, Villarreal, if you just check the results, they have lost only two games. Uh, they have won two, but they have thrown six. They have to stop uh, drawing and make sure that they win. The other day, however, yeah. the draw felt sweet for them because they drew in the last uh, pretty much second of the game uh, with the goal of Dan Yuma uh, against Cadiz. Dan Yuma, by the way, is probably the best signing of La Liga so far. He's banking the goals, he's netting many, and he's so entertaining to watch, dribbling past players and all that. He's been fantastic so far. Uh, I think that Villarreal uh, are still missing Gerard Moreno. I don't think that yeah. he will be ready for this game because Paco Alcácer, I mean, we know him, but he's not a top striker like Gerard Moreno is. And sometimes he's missing some chances. He hasn't been lucky. The other day against Cadiz, he got a goal disallowed for a handball that he didn't want to do. Paco Alcácer hasn't been lucky. And Gerard Moreno is a player that has been really missed uh, because last season he scored over 20 goals and he's still sustaining different muscular injuries. When it comes to Valencia, well, they were abysmal against Betis. Um, I think that... Uh, 
this team started really strongly, as you said before, but something happened there. Maybe the first results in La Liga, they were a little bit deceptive and uh, it led us to confusion as well. Valencia was, was good defensively at the beginning of the season, not uh, good anymore. In fact, uh, Valencia has conceded 15 goals in the last seven games. That tells you that they've got a massive problem in there. I mean, in the last seven games, they have conceded over two goals per game. That's unacceptable. Mm. And they have to stop that now. Against Betis, they conceded four, by the way. And uh, their last win came on the 12th of September. Look, I think that Valencia is going to be eager to win at home. This is a regional derby. And Villarreal also needs to win. Or, because otherwise they will be so far away from the championship spots yeah. that uh, we will start thinking that it will be difficult for them to qualify for the next season championship. So in these regional derbies, the results are quite unpredictable in my opinion, but I expect Valencia um, making sure that they try to impress their fan base. And they are playing at home, they will try to play well. So I will go for the over 2.5 goals for this game okay. because I think that Valencia will score. And because Villarreal, they've got the scoring potential. I talked about Tanjuma before, but they've got Jeremy Pino, they've got Chukwese. I guess that Paco Alcácer will score one day. So over 2.5 goals is my favorite one here. That pays 2.15. Perfect. I will also have Frederick and Anchor suggesting the same goals market. Should be the best choice here, considering all facts. And uh, considering uh, what happens with Barcelona, they're still huge favorite, which for me is surprising. Maybe yeah. they're hoping to bounce back uh, with the with the fresh uh, temporary coach, we, which we mentioned a moment ago. Ronald Koeman is now gone for good, and Xavi is expected to take over shortly, uh, but not in time for this clash for sure. Alaves are trending in the other direction, picking up a huge three point against uh, Elche. The team now has back-to-back -back wins under their belt, having defeated Cadiz in the previous outing, and that has seen them climb up on the bottom, out of the bottom three. Yeah, and uh, not only not only that, uh, he and Daniel they they also uh, stop conceding goals. I think that this is the most important thing about Alaves right now. They are playing with three men at the back. Mm, anytime they think that the opponent means danger. And they are doing very well like that. I mean, mm. the last two wins, they have win to nil, which is something that uh, for a team that is fighting for relegation is very impressive. So Alaves is playing better. Alaves is improving. And I think that at this stage of the season, Alaves has an arrow up, if that makes any sense. They are, they are in, a, in a very positive tendency, in a positive trend, as you well said before. And this game is not going to be so easy for Barcelona. I know that Barcelona, they are going to play in front of the fans. I am sure that the players, they are going to get booed at the beginning of the game by the fans because Ronald Koeman has been sacked, but part yeah. of the responsibility is uh, the players' responsibility as well. So I think that as much as Barcelona, they will try to do their best to win this, to win this game um, ASAP, quickly, scoring goals and all that. This is a team that struggles to score. They couldn't score against Rayo Vallecano. They missed the penalty and they had two very clear chances, De Jong and Gabi, and they couldn't net them because they are just not good scorers. So, uh, yeah. Until Ansu Fati is not back, Dembele is not back, Agüero is fully fit, uh, I think that Barcelona will suffer to score the goals. So for this game, I could go for the first half draw because I think that Alaves is going to keep it tight. That will pay 285 is good enough, but there is a market that I do like much better here, which is the Asian Handicap Corners minus four for Barcelona. So mm. far, 
when it comes to the corner market, I got it right in the last four times, I guess, the corner yeah. market. So I think that I'm not saying that I am reliable on that, but I think that it's very easy to guess that there will be a team attacking more than the another one. And when a team attacks more, then they produce more corners. Since Barcelona is crossing in the opponent's box endlessly because they don't have a game plan to, to attack, that will result in many corners. So I think that Asian can the handicap corners minus four for Barcelona for a team that is going to attack a lot, but a team that yeah. struggles to create uh, nice cold chances, this is a very solid opportunity. So that takes 209. I'm personally surprised how Barcelona has switched their style. Normally, they don't produce too many corners in the previous seasons. They just like to go back and forth from the one corner flag to the other corner flag and in between the you know the 12-yard box. But this time, uh, they try a little bit something different and I don't think it's working for them. Uh, we have Frederick who expects actually the opposite, uh, a hand handicap for Alaves. But you expect more for Barcelona. So we'll see... Who is going to predict correctly? <laughs> yeah. I will put my that, money. No, but, but very, very simply, uh, look at the La Liga table. I mean, uh, last uh, round between Sevilla, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atlético, they only got three points out of twelve. Real Sociedad, Real Betis, Rayo Vallecano, Osasuna, Atlético de Bilbao, and Español are among the first ten teams of La Liga. So there is an unpredictability that I believe that is going to correct itself probably by yeah. mid-December. But so far, so good. And it's very difficult to back the big teams because they are having a lot of flops along the way. Perfect. Uh, MJ saying, hola, señores. ¿Cómo estás, amigo? <laughs> <laughs> by the way, guys, where are you watching from? We uh, have international connection here, Bulgaria and Spain. I would like to hear where are you from, guys? Let's move on with Karim. Bilbao. <laughs> and I'm Bulgaria, Varna City. Maybe you've heard of it next to the, to the, to the beach. Karis in Mallorca is next. Uh, we have Karis who led uh, with a 3-1 win over Villarreal. And uh, oh, sorry, actually, they, they, they couldn't win uh, <laughs> because uh, they allowed two, two goals in the dying minutes. The 95th minute decided the draw, which was finally 3-3. Uh, having lost to Alaves and Espanyol before that, they couldn't have uh, really done with the three points. Uh, Mallorca, meanwhile, are another side who have had their struggles of late and with only one win across their last seven games. Having said that, uh, the team is picking up some very useful points, drawing with Valencia and Sevilla in the last two games. <clears throat> um, what should we expect in this clash, in your opinion? I think, I think Mallorca is one of those teams that... Uh... They look like uh, they've been in the top flight for a little while now. I know that they didn't spend a lot of time in the second division, but uh, from the very beginning, I could see that this Mallorca had quality, that they were very dangerous uh, whenever they chose to attack, because this Mallorca is very choosy when it uh, comes to taking risks. And I'm liking them so far. The fact that they drew against Sevilla the other day, even though Sevilla maybe deserve a bit more, and the fact that they drew against Valencia as well, tells you that at least they are robust and uh, this is something that is a must if you want to stay in la liga you you need to you need to be strong and you need to be very solid uh, when it comes to cadiz the other day i was impressed with them because they weren't particularly better than villarreal i think villarreal even deserved more than them but um, 
they, they were attacking a lot uh, whenever they could and they were tremendously clinical, especially Lozano. Lozano scored a couple of goals against uh, Villarreal and he could, have, he could have scored even one more. Uh, the only shame for Cadiz for this game is that Lozano, the guy who scored two against Villarreal, could be out for this game and that obviously will uh, decrease the options of uh, Cadiz for this game. But anyway, you know, this is the kind of game in which uh, I will minimize my losses. You know, some others are not for that. Like, for example, the Barcelona Alaves with the corner thing. But here I will minimize my losses. So, for example, maybe the Asian Handicap Serial for Mallorca is something that I could back. That pays 219. Basically, if they win, you win. If they draw, you get a stake refund. Or maybe the over two goals that basically multiplies by two your bet as well. It pays, in fact, 202. But I would say this again. Take it easy with this game because Cadiz and Mallorca at the minute they are slightly unpredictable. Mallorca is not losing many games and Cadiz is improving despite having had a very slow start. So keep it quiet here. Yep. Uh, we have uh, Creed who says both teams to score which is uh, also on the goals market bet. And Frederick says uh, the total bank booking over 3.5. Yeah, uh, that's for cards actually. I suppose. Can I, can I say something uh, very quickly? Uh, the both teams to score market uh, for um, uh, Cadiz Mallorca is also a decent value, but I prefer the over two goals because that duplicates your money alone, and mm -hmm. that doesn't involve two teams scoring. Doesn't involve two teams doing well together in the same game. It's a combination the both teams to score, whereas over two goals is not a combination. And if both teams are going to score anyway, there will be two goals or more. Yep. So I think that the over two goals market is something much more likely to happen than both teams to score because one of them is a combination. Yep, yep. Uh, you're very correct with this uh, logic here. We should move on with Athletic Madrid and Betis. The Athletic have now drawn two in a row with exactly the same result 2-2, which might be interesting for correct score bet if you're feeling adventurous. Hmm. Uh, they dropped to sixth place in the table and a win at home will be very welcomed by the fans. However, Betis might not be the easiest opponent to do so. The visitors are in fantastic form in the Liga, having won three in a row with most recently against Valencia with 4-1. Betis are fourth in the table with 21 points and I wouldn't underestimate them here despite the really high odds. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. I mean, uh, you should know that Betis is the, from all La Liga teams, is the one that has lost less league games in this calendar year. So, in 2021, they've been really, really, really good. Pellegrini is a brilliant manager and he has finally created the kind of uh, working machine that he wanted with uh, many players stepping up as well. I spoke about Porja Iglesias in the previous show. Petzela, the Argentinian defender, is playing very well. Uh, Carvalho and Guido in midfield are offering a lot of uh, support to Canales and Fekir. So Betis is a well-oiled machine right now and mm -hmm. they are even entertaining. They scored four goals the other day against Valencia. So, you know, I think that we shouldn't underestimate this team of Pellegrini at no. all, not even in the Europa League. Uh, when it comes to Atletico, well, the other day there were some good news and bad news for Atletico Madrid. Griezmann uh, got his first goal uh, in La Liga for Atletico this season. Mateo Cunha scored his first goal for Atletico as well. That is good, obviously. But they didn't get the three points against Levante because the referee, in my opinion, took a wrong decision, uh, calling a handball from Lodi in the, in the box in the box the other day when Atletico was set to win the game against Levante. So... Yeah. For this game, I think that there is something that, tactically speaking, worries me about Atletico de Madrid. Not only the fact that they are conceding more goals than usually, 
is also the fact that not having Llorente, Llorente and Condogbia is affecting the team's physicality. Mm -hmm. Atletico de Madrid normally defends very well because they've got a good structure and also really versatile and uh, quick, fast-paced players. And the two strongest players in midfield are gone, Llorente and Condogbia. So the holding midfielder for Atletico de Madrid will probably, probably be someone like Herrera or Coque or even uh, Rodrigo de Paul. And these guys are not holding midfielders. They're going to leave the defense very exposed. So that's why I'm going to go for the both teams to score here. Because Betis is attacking and because Atletico's defense is not as good as it was. In fact, in this La Liga, there are four teams with the best, better defensive record than Atletico de Madrid. That is not very usual. Yep. That would be my favorite bet for this game. And if you want to be a little bit mean and you think that Atletico de Madrid the other day got a wrong penalty against them and probably the referees will try to compensate this time Atletico, well, Atletico to score a penalty that pays 450. But well, personally, I'm not going for that one. But I'm saying if you believe in conspirations, don't go for, yeah. go for that. Yeah, that's a very, very interesting suggestion. Actually, Creed says over 1.5 goals. Uh, Vano also agrees with the ghost market. Well, we have an interesting here, draw no bet that will probably pay 115 <laughs> considering the odds right now for Atleti. <laughs> so I'm not sure if it's worth your money, this bet. Let's move on with to, to Getafe Espanol. <clears throat> Getafe are once again winless. Uh, <laughs> what to say about this team? Only three points away for the uh, only three points for the season so far, and they're becoming the Spanish, the Spanish Norwich. Which means uh, you should bet against them in every single <laughs> game. Espanol, meanwhile, I'm in a much better condition with two back to back draws against Elche and Atletico Bilbao. In the last three head to heads, uh, we have sold the draw results, but I think draw no bet for Espanol might be even better. Uh... I'm going to go crazy here. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going for Getafe to win. That pays 240. Mm. And I tell you why. Because <laughs> uh, Espanol relies immensely on his best striker, Raúl de Tomás. Raúl de Tomás has scored six of the 11 goals that Espanyol has scored this La Liga season, but he's out. He got a red card against Athletic de Bilbao, oh. just from having a fight uh, with an Athletic de Bilbao player. So Raúl de Tomás being out is a massive loss for Espanyol. Besides, yeah. Getafe is getting Yené back. Yené Nekunam is the best defender that Getafe has. And I think that Getafe is improving gradually under Kike Sánchez Flores. In fact, against Granada, they, they just um, were winning until the last minute. And in the last minute of the game, Jorge Molina scored the equalizer for Granada, but Getafe was going to win that game. So they are improving. They haven't won in 10 games. So I think that this is the right time for Getafe to get the first win of the season. They are improving. And as I said before, I believe that Espanyol without Raúl de Tomás is a bit more toothless. So Getafe to win 240. Very interesting. I, yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> Maybe, but yeah, you know, every bad, um, you know, every bad, uh, what's the word for that? Every bad. Uh, anyway, I wanted to say something smart, but it's not going to happen today. <laughs> Real Sociedad and Athletic Bilbao is up next. Uh, Real Sociedad continue their unlikely quest to the silverware in Premiera Division with yet another win, this time with 2-0 to Celta in midweek. The outright uh, title odds have now dropped from 35 a couple of days ago to 16, which also means the bookies start to put more faint behind them. 
Um, they're now welcoming uh, informed Atletico Bilbao, who came back with a 1-1 draw to Espanyol, which was their third consecutive draw away from home. Can we see one more draw here? Well, this is a regional derby. Uh, this is the basket derby. And uh, both teams are reaching this game in top form. Athletic Club Bilbao dominated Espanyol throughout in the game uh, that they played at Cornellà. Uh, Espanyol was lucky to have Diego López, the goalkeeper, because he made so many good saves to Athletic Club Bilbao that, uh, you know, I still cannot believe that Athletic Club didn't win away at Espanyol. Athletic Club is one of the best defenses in La League. Uh, in, in, in La Liga. They, they are in a good run uh, of form. In fact, they have lost only one or two games this season, but generally speaking, they've been a tough team for everybody. Uh, Atletico couldn't beat them. Uh, Real Madrid couldn't beat them either. Barcelona couldn't beat them either. And they are playing the leader of La Liga. Probably Athletic Club will want to take revenge for having lost the Cup final eight months ago against Real Sociedad. But Real Sociedad is, uh, you know, a, a power force right now. They are topping La Liga. I know that the Real Madrid and uh, Barcelona and Atletico, they got games in hand. But still, Real Sociedad are topping La Liga. They got many players out in the sidelines and they are still competing so well. Defensively, they have improved over the last season. Uh, they've got creative players like Zubimendi or Silva. Uh, they've got... Uh, strong strikers like Isaac or Sorloff. I'm loving them and I have to say, even though my team is Athletic Club Bilbao, I look at Real Sociedad and say, wow, they are doing a very good job. They are doing mm -hmm. a very good job. So for this game, since this is a regional derby, you know, sometimes these regional derbies, uh, the passion from both teams uh, manage to, to make the game quite equal. So maybe I couldn't go here for the outright market, uh, even though Real Sociedad for me is a slightly favorite. But I can go for the both teams to score because Real Sociedad at home are scoring and Athletic Club Bilbao, they are pretty decent counter-attacking as well. So both teams to score that pays 195. And the Asian Handicap plus 0.25 for Athletic Club Bilbao is something that I do like here. If they win, you win. And if they draw, you get half a win. That will duplicate your bet. Mm -hmm. Fantastic once again. I really like your <clears throat> um, logic here. Let's go to Real Vallecano and Celta Vigo, where Real Vallecano took the head of Ronald Koeman, as mentioned earlier. And now the team is glad to go back home, where they won all five hostings in La Liga this season. But Celta Vigo are not to be underestimated. The visitors have lost to Celta and are in a mixed form, but might prove a tough nut to crack here. I think so. Uh, well, let's start with Celta. They got one win in the last four. Uh, but, you know, the, the games they, they have to play were difficult. Uh, for example, they lost to Real Sociedad so, uh, in the last week. That, uh, obviously, is something that may happen. It's quite predictable. They are not terrible. I think the manager, Chacho Coudet, is trying to find a game that becomes a stepping stone for them. A game that changes the tidal a little bit and becomes a turning point for... Uh, for Celta. And uh, I think that this one against Rayo is not going to be that game because Rayo is simply in a better form and because Rayo at home is uh, formidable. I mean, let me tell you something. Rayo, if they had played only at home this season, they would be topping the table. They got 15 points out of 15. Barcelona has lost here. Granada has lost here. Teams that like, like, the last season they were doing very well. Rayo Vallecanos has 15 points out of 15 at home. And uh, 
their structure is fantastic. Radamel Falcao is scoring goals like he did against Barcelona. Uh, their pressure system is very good, especially in the final third. Uh, they don't let you breathe, basically. And I believe that Celta is going to suffer from that. And the technical players of Celta, uh, who are especially in midfield, Denis Suarez and Bryce Mendez, they will, they will have to be more technical than ever just to make sure that they overcome the very good pressure up front of Rayo Vallecano. I think Rayo is going to win this game. They are stronger at home. Uh, Rayo to win pace 243. I think that odd is so good that I'm going to keep it for the ACA. And Rayo, since at home they are scoring so many goals, especially in the first half, I would say that they could be the first team to score. That pace 187. Fantastic suggestions. We have uh, the audience who suggested both. So uh, MJ and Vano are suggesting both teams to score or over 2.5 as well. And we should we should conclude uh, match day 12 with Levante and Granada, two teams that are struggling for points. Still no wins for Levante this season. However, they snatched an important point at home against Atletico Madrid. So might be a little bit high on confidence here. Granada, meanwhile, also managed to draw against Osasuna, but a winless away from home. So we have a team who has no wins at all and a team who has no wins away from home. I personally wouldn't dare to predict any 1x2 market here. <laughs> yeah, and I think that you're right again. Uh, this is the kind of game to minimize a little bit losses and to make sure that you don't get too carried away and too crazy. But, you know, if I have to say something good about Levante, it's the fact that uh, they've been competitive against uh, the top teams. No, They didn't lose yeah. against Real Madrid. They didn't lose to Rayo Vallecano. They didn't lose to Atletico de Madrid this season. That sends a message. That means that this team has the potential to, to, to damage you. Uh, whereas some other teams like Elche, like uh, Alaves, I would say, uh, some teams that are at the bottom of the table, they don't have that extra potential. The other day against Atletico de Madrid, a player like Enis Bardi scored two goals against them. Morales scored two goals against Sevilla. They got players who can step up and have a very good afternoon and score goals, you know. And uh, I think that the rest of the teams fighting for relegation don't have that. So that's the only reason why I believe that Levante are going to be safe this season. Because they've got some players who can have a very good day and ruin you, destroy you. Uh, when it comes to Granada, they were very lucky to get a point against uh, Getafe the other day. They've got only eight points, two more than uh, Levante. But mm -hmm. here, I'm going to back a home win for Levante. I know that uh, this season Levante has been underwhelming, but this is the time for them to win. Against Atletico, they were competitive, good enough. They stayed in the game, and I feel that if they keep the same attitude against the very diminished Granada, they're going to get the three points. Okay, and guys, uh, please also remember that we don't have the crystal ball. We don't predict anything with 100% certainty, so be very cautious uh, and bet at your own risk. We only try to give you some uh, directions what's going to happen. And my favorite part of the show, I think not long ago, uh, someone called you Akaro, and for a good reason. Let's see, what is your Akaro of the week? Okay, very simple. Barcelona, Alaves, Eisen Handicap, Corners, minus four for Barcelona. Atletico Betis, both teams to score. Getafe, Espanol, Getafe to win. And Rayo to beat Celta. That pays 26. Ooh. Fantastic odds. So only 10 euros would get you what, 260 euros here. Just enough to make a good weekend away with your wifey. <laughs> yeah, just enough to, to pay half a steak at Salt Baez restaurant in London. Really? 
Yeah, the stake is uh, about 500 quid. Is this the guy with the salt? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, all right, all right. Yeah, would, yeah. So yeah, you could get half a stake. You can come to me. I'll put you some salt. No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sprinkle, sprinkle. All right, I guys. Sure that Bulgarian meat is excellent. Yes, actually, if you come to Bulgaria, we have some excellent places. I will take you, take you around. We have nice beach bars as well. I take Thank the invitation. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching you, our live stream of La Liga March Day 12. We have everything analyzed and predicted by Alvaro now. And if you, enjoy, if you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe to the channel, and hit the bell to never miss us. We'll be back again next week. And until then, stay on the right side of the money. Thank you, Alvaro. See you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.